Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. It is five o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, five o'clock on the West Coast, four o'clock Tennessee time. It's of course we just time for the flagship show here at Runner Grinders. It is called it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, uh, one of my real friends and one of my I'm not really so sure friends. Uh, you guys know which ones are you know which one you are. I'm not going to name names. Uh, let's first say hello to Grant. Grant Deeper. how's the? Am, am I the friend? I don't know. I'm still uh, a little shaken. You know, shaken by you know where you stand. Um, I thought we were friends. We shared bed pudding in that in my book that makes us friends, but I am I'm having a mediocre day because I love the Masters, but Cabrera Bello and who is it? Rose. Oh, he's are, doing bad. That's not good. Yeah, they're absolutely crushing me. I've liked them in 90% of my lineups. And needless to say, I am donating to the field. So a couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, I played some of the Masters last night because I, I realized and the, the most popular guy as far as ownership percentage I saw as far as projections was this uh, character Kuchar. Um, and I faded him because the guy's, uh, he's cheap. He's, he, I, I don't respect, if you don't tip, you're out. Like, I, I, I don't like, that, that's, a, that's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> the guy stiffed his caddy, so I, I, I'm actively rooting against him. Um, I guess, is he doing well? Because I think my currently winning right now is not very good. Is, that, is he playing he is, he is two under right now, and I unfortunately faded him entirely, too. Whoops. For the same reason. Here's the thing. If I was his caddy, now I would just sabotage him. Yeah, I think this is the three. This definitely used the two iron for this one and just have him shake away. Yeah, Dan, Dean, I think that's a good way to get fired. Um, I don't know. You're if not you, getting tipped anyway. What's the point? Who cares? You still get a salary. Eh, the 200 bucks. Whatever. I, I, don't, I don't think you know how golf works. I don't. Or I kind of <laughs> I just the golfers they're all highfalutin I don't whatever Debsy you're you're on board being this take I assume yeah I wasn't really paying attention to you guys banter back and forth I was looking at the chat talking a little bit of hockey here but um you know I'm not a fan of a of an ignorant tipper I guess I mean it's all relative though I, I mean I'm perfectly fine if the uh if the food's terrible the waiter's rude whatever the case may be not tipping and I think that if Ugh. the service is excellent I'm a big tipper, so I'm all dependent on, you know, you know the food and, and the service and whatnot. But th- that's what it should be based on, my opinion. You shouldn't automatically have to tip, you know, 20% because society tells you to. It should be based on the service. I like get great service. I'm glad to tip more. You're speaking as a Canadian, though. You don't know how it works in America. 
I think it works that way everywhere, in my opinion. If you get great service, you can you can tip big, and I'm perfectly fine doing that. So. Yeah, and I know I know what I said was not completely true. The chats give you the business as far as his future character, but I, I just convinced myself that this guy's a bad tipper, so screw him. Um, yeah, all right. Oh, Grant, well, we'll talk about the end of the show as far as it's a five uh, it's a five game slate. We want to dig into it, but there's something else uh, I wanted to talk about. One of your tweets recently that you know I don't want to say I took umbrage with it. I just thought it was interesting. You may have omitted some people. Um, <laughs> Pepsi, by the way, how are how are things? You said you mentioned the you're talking. Are we talking about that now or at the end of the show? Because you do not make the top three. I well, I know that's why that's why I'm very, I'm very angry. I, I'm trying to hold back. Why, how could you argue with any of the top three? Those are undeniable. Everything afterwards is completely up for debate. But those are the three nicest guys in the industry. Well, well, people don't know what we're talking about, but uh, yeah, I, I know. Just sort of, I just thought it was uh, something something that might be worth talking about on a, a five game slate. Are you? How conceited are you, Dean? Well, how Maybe. how conceited are you that you assume everybody knows exactly what you're tweeting? <laughs> Not everybody follows you on Twitter. Not everybody knows you tweet to tweet to. You know, they might not know what you're talking about, but you basically tweeted out and you said, uh, who um, definitively the three nicest guys in the DFS industry are. And, you know, Pepsi wasn't on there, and I'm, I'm, I'm upset for him. But you just said he's mean before the show. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Did I say that on the air or off air? I don't remember when, when I said it. You said it off air. <laughs> I'd like to know who the top three are. Well, it's, it's Thad, it's Noto, and it's Will. It's very simple. <laughs> Taking a peek behind the curtain there. Uh, yeah, well, Pepsi's, yeah, well, it's, he's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it just, it's worth delving into, but we don't have time as far as a, it's a five gamer grant. We got to dig in a lot going on as far as baseball. I mean, is there? Nah, not you really. Throw, you basically throw a dart at a board and that's how you play things. It's, I mean, here's the thing. I did the research. Uh, you guys did the research as well. And, you know, we're going to do our best to break this slate down, but, uh, and Pepsi, we're going to do our slate overview in just a second, as far as when we kind of focus on three or four players that kind of sort of define the slate, but, uh, this isn't a very fun slate, but I'm playing it, Pepsi. I assume you are as well. Yeah, it's the same. We talked about uh, yesterday's slate being kind of ugly, but at least we had offense we like and pitchers with upside. I mean, today, much uglier. But still, the fun part of it is, is playing every day, and it's a, it's a puzzle to figure out. And we're going to put the pieces together and hopefully win some money. So is it all that exciting tonight in comparison to some of the slates we've had this year? No, but uh, that should spread the ownership out a little bit and make for an interesting night still. Grant, what's your thought as far as this slate? Give me the overview. I mean, John Gray and then throw a dart. Um, Vegas implied <laughs> totals here are a little bit tough. So I don't – I think a lot of them are a little bit off. Um, I think a lot of pitchers could potentially do a whole lot better than Vegas is giving them credit for. Obviously, there's two guys over in San Fran. But, I mean, realistically, every other team has a 4.2 or 4 implied total or more. And – I think Chalk's going to rely a little bit heavily on what the Vegas odds are. I think going slightly off from the top one, two, three implied total teams is the way to go. You mentioned John Gray, uh, you know, that total there in San Francisco is a seven. Obviously, it's the biggest uh, positive jump for pitchers going from Colorado to San Fran. And we'll, we'll delve into his numbers in a second. Like Pepsi, one of the guys you wanted to focus on as far as, well, as far as pitching and as far as the slate, you told us before the show uh, that John Gray is the guy look, you're looking to be building around. Is that is that uh, kind of where you're at right now as far as your favorite pitcher? Because, hey, the, the, you know, no one-up just yet as far as the Giants, no one-up yet for Colorado, and no one-up uh, for, for San Diego. But uh, the Giants lineup spoiler, it's not going to be good. Just a heads up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really by default. I mean, we don't love John Gray. He's a bit of an enigma, as we know. Uh, we certainly like him better outside of Coors Field. So go from Coors Field to the best pitchers park in baseball is nice. Uh, the salary's fine, industry-wide. 
And that Giants offense is by far the worst offense in all of baseball. So he should be fine today. We know the strikeout rate can be dialed up a little bit. Not that the Giants strike out a ton, but again, when they are putting the ball on play, they're not doing much with it. And um, they don't walk either, which is good for Gray. So, yeah, I think he should have himself a quality start. I don't think we're going to see double digits in K's or anything crazy. But when you look at the rest of the pitchers on the slate, you don't really have the strikeout upside from anybody else outside of uh, a Gray, and you don't really have the confidence, I don't think, and the quality start at least. And tonight, that might be all you need. And Grant's kind of right that way. You play Gray because you feel like he's the safest option, best pitchers park, worst offense, you know, considering all, all scenarios here. And then you got to throw a dart offensively because I'm not really in love with any offense. But I think Gray's definitely your guy to go to in cash. There is merit to spreading it all over the place in GPPs, especially as your SB2s and whatnot. But uh, I think Gray is the guy you start with unless you're doing multiple entries and you're trying to be less chalky. By the way, the Marlins uh, are happy to say, hold my beer when you say San Francisco is the worst offense in all of baseball. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> might, be, it might be the Marlins. Unless yeah. you, don't, you, don't even, you don't even acknowledge the Marlins in baseball. That could be it. I don't know. Are we, are we including Baltimore with Chris Davis in the lineup too? <laughs> they're still the third worst offense. I agree. The Marlins are definitely close to San Francisco. But according to the numbers right now, San Fran's dead last in almost every single category offensively. Yeah. I mean, the one that means a lot, obviously, and this is different and not, you know, from a DFS perspective, but the Marlins are just, they're striking out a ton too. It, they used to be terrible, not strike out. Yeah. And now they're striking out a ton because they're playing guys like Peter O'Brien. Um, but all right, let, let's move on. Let's talk about, oh, and I wanted to say for John Gray, like he is definitely an enigma and he got, he's a guy that you could definitely argue was unlucky last year. Uh, 24.8% K percent. This is last year and this year combined as far as the stats, you know, the dude at a 5.16 ERA. He had a FIP of 4.09. He had an XFIP of 3.45, a Sierra of 3.64. So that, that, that screams how unlucky he was. Uh, the home run, the fly ball rates, ah, is that not on this page? It's not, I think it's like 18 or 19%. I was looking at that earlier today. Of course, that's higher than the league average as well. Um, BABIP is at 3.25, batting average on balls in play. That's a little bit too high as well, too. But, uh, I mean, look, he's clearly the best-looking dude in this slate facing a San Fran team that, yeah, we don't know their lineup just yet. They're probably not going to strike out a ton. Uh, the projected lineup strikes out around less than, a little less than 20%. Uh, assuming Duggar hits at the top, that's nice. Maybe you can get him three times. He pays a ton. Uh, Grant, are we building around Gray? Is that your best – is that your favorite pitcher amongst the bunch? I mean, for cash, absolutely. Zero question about it. For tournaments, probably. Um I know that there's some other guys that could potentially end up with around these same points as him. I mean, San Fran doesn't really – they don't strike out that much. It's, it's that simple. Um, so he can potentially have a just decent outing if Babip goes against him. So I think there is merit to fading him in tournaments, especially over on FanDuel. I think there's plenty of merit to fading him in tournaments on FanDuel because, yeah. I mean, pricing is alone makes it not a requirement to play him because he's not that much more expensive. So you know everyone's going to immediately go to him. So going a little bit off a beaten path is kind of the way to go. And, I mean, realistically for tournaments, I think my favorite pitcher is Steven Matz. Um, he's a guy that was striking out boatloads of people at the second half of last season. Overall, his numbers last season were not that bad when it comes to strikeouts. Atlanta's a tough team, and they have a high implied total, which should keep people off of But he has the most upside of anyone on this entire slate in all likelihood out like, you can probably over Gray. Uh, Pepsi, Matt, do anything for you? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think he's got the most upside either. I'm going to slightly disagree with Grant there. Just this Atlanta team is, uh, it can get right-handed heavy. Acuna and Albies now in that lineup, and, and Donaldson's been, been acquired as well. 
they all hit lefties pretty well. It's a team that's still very contact oriented, even though it's a South Palm mound here. And I mean, I know Mats has the ability to rack up K's. I just don't think this is the matchup to do so. I'm perfectly fine. I totally agree with Grant on FanDuel, where you can get off a of gray more because he's the same price as almost everybody else. And there are some really cheap options over there too. If you want to get all the bats in for some reason, uh, but Matt's not really on my radar today. I just, I just don't love the matchup, despite the fact that he is one of those guys that's in that cheaper range that has the upside. I just think the matchup's too difficult for me. I mean, with a lot of righties in the lineup, doesn't that help him out? Um, he's not, he's kind of splits neutral. Yeah. He doesn't really break out a whole lot of lefties. He just gets a whole lot of soft contact against them. But his K rate is way higher to righties than it is to lefties. So that raises his upside potentially if it gets right-handed heavy here. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I, I just prefer Elby's Donaldson and Acuna versus a lefty more so than any lefty that has a better strikeout rate. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying here. He's, he's better strikeout rate as the lefties, but I just I just don't like the matchup. Again, all three of those guys hit the ball hard and are very difficult to strike out. So I'm going to side with the Braves here. I mean, again, there's merit to throwing darts all over the place, offensively, a pitcher, wherever, but Matt's is the guy that misses my uh, misses the cut. Today. Well, here's the thing, Pepsi. Like, you got to roster 20% of these pitchers tonight. So I don't, I don't know if Grant necessarily loves Matt's, but like he's willing to, you think he can survive the night basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he can survive the night. And I mean, I think he's just as likely as anyone to survive the night. And when you incorporate ownership in his K rate and all the upside, it, it, it really makes him the obvious second choice for me when throwing in all those factors. Pepsi, do you drink beer? Do you, do you enjoy a good Bolson? I do not, sir. I can't stand the taste of beer for some reason. I've tried everything. I can't alcohol in general does not suit well with me. I, every time somebody thinks they got a drink for me, I try it and, not so much, hence the nickname. All right, well, that makes sense. I was going to make a beer check and bet. You want to shotgun some Pepsis? I'll shotgun <laughs> a Pepsi bet. I don't know if that's a winning bet, but isn't it hard to shotgun any kind of coal, I guess? But, uh, yeah, what are, we, what are we betting here? The Matt's bet, is that what we're talking? Uh, I will bet that I will shot, bet a shotgun Pepsi that Matt's outscores great. Oh, come on, take this Pepsi. Okay, I'm taking the bet, but we're going to do this. If I win, I get a uh, six-pack of pudding. If you win, you get a six-pack of butter tarts. What? Yeah, I can do that. That's a better bet for us, I think. What kind of All pudding right. are you shot? You're not going to get uh, Hattie B's. That would mean I would have to go out and get it. It'd be like if you've gotten odds there. So basically, you're getting uh, handy snacks for pudding. <laughs> well, let's be honest here. The pudding is a lot cheaper than the butter tarts, too. So you're getting some odds there. Yeah, nice. All right, well, this will be fun. Then go Matt's. Does he have to smash all six butter tarts in one in one sitting? No, you think I'm should, not going to? <laughs> six is tough to do, but he really should be doing it on the air. We'd love to see him in a uh, in a three way show eating the butter tarts for sure. Oh, I'll, I will hammer an entire thing of butter tarts during the next show. Do you even know what a butter tart is? Um, I'm I'm assuming it's a butter <laughs> and a tart. <laughs> I, I love that you're in show. I'm I'm bringing some to Nashville in October, so make sure you're there, Grant. All right, done. I'll, 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 I'll head on over there. I'm going to have to avoid Dean, but we'll get together for some pudding. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll, we'll hang out for sure. Uh, the chat's asking about Kevin Gaussman. Kevin Gaussman, another guy, is kind of sort of an enigma to some extent, you know, jumping from the out of the AL East into the, into the NL uh, and, you know, getting the pick on teams like the Marlins. Uh, you'd think he'd be better. And, like, he's just kind of lost his case, which is a problem when you play DFS. But uh, I think he's one of the better pitchers pitching tonight. Or whatever that's worth, Grants. Uh, where is Kevin Kevin Gaussman as far as your rankings? Like Matt's on one side, Gaussman on the other side, of course, is the uh, the favorite here, uh, facing a Met team that doesn't necessarily strike out a ton outside of you know Alonzo at the top as well as Nemo. Otherwise, looking forward, they're going to strike out a, you know a fair bit as well too. But like guys like Rosario, Lagaris, uh, McNeil, not not big K options, and Gaussman 
you know, not a big K guy either. So what is the upside? But again, we just kind of sort of want to survive, right? I mean, I'd rather go for upside. I, I, I mean, I can risk death by pitcher pretty much in any given lineup tonight because even Gaussman, like just Babbitt goes the wrong way with the low strikeout rates. He could easily get blown up here. It's not like he has a 3.5 implied total. I'd rather go with Shark than Gaussman, which is really saying something. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, she has the second lowest uh, team total against on the entire slate here. Gaussman has zero strikeout upside, which is why I like Matt's because he actually has some strikeout upside, even though he can get beat up a little bit by hits and walks. But Gaussman, like, I honestly, like, he may be a decent pitcher. He's a decent ground ball pitcher. He doesn't give up a whole lot of hard contact. But he's really not a great pitcher. Honestly, Mets are my favorite stack on the entire board because he doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. Ball's going to be put in play. There's a lot of good bats. There's a decent amount of power here. Like, Ramos, Conforto, Cano, Alonzo, Nimmo, all of them have good, good hard hit rates. So, Gaussman... He could get beat up pretty quickly in this matchup here. And the Mets are an underrated team. And now they get a better, little bit of a park upgrade here. And I, I just think that they're the best stack on the slate because they don't have that high of implied total here. But a lot of what they could, a lot of the damage they could get done could be with bombs, even though yesterday they did have nine runs and only five hits, which is super weird. And they're all, all the hits were singles. Yeah. No, five I just, singles, nine runs. Uh, I think it was 10 walks. That'll do it. Yeah, no, I was watching, like, the game last night. It's like, all right, bases loaded. Let's just get a a, home, a grand slam here. Walk. Bases loaded. Let's just get a grand slam here. Walk. Bases loaded. Let's just get a grand slam here. Walk. All right, Ramos, I don't have him in my lineup. I don't care anymore. Single. Yeah. <laughs> what a ridiculous uh, box score that was. <laughs> you mentioned Shark, by the way. I assume you're talking about uh, – well, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Samarja, you know, basically a lost season last year, you know, dealing with injuries. Uh, the velocity is not exactly where you want it to be, not where it used to be. But uh, you think he's interesting, I assume, because he's facing the Rockies that are outside of course. When we talk about the negative ballpark jump, it's a massive negative ballpark jump going from course to uh, Oracle. Is it called Oracle now? What's it called? Is that the name of the basketball? I think that's the name of the basketball. What is yeah, it called? They changed it's, it. It's, it's no longer AT&T, but it's called something else. I don't know. Whatever it is. It's a big ballpark. Uh, and that Colorado lineup is injured, too. You're basically looking at three dudes and – you know, Blackman, Arenado, and Story, which is kind of scary, but the rest is kind no, of No, it tragic. is Oracle Park now. They got both things. Wow, weird. Look at that. Nailed it. Um, yeah, no, Shark, I mean, he's going up against Blackman, Arenado, and Story, which are tough, tough batters to go against. And then everyone else is probably about as good as you are at baseball in all reality here. <laughs> hey, I'm a uh, former national champ. Well, many years ago, but uh, yeah, there you go. Google it. Well, I'm a former uh, NBA or CBA national champ. I didn't no. play on the team, as I expect you did not. No, well, first of all, I <laughs> Dean, Dean was not only playing; he started and won the batting title, I believe. I don't. That's that's. I don't think that's true. That's a whole other conversation. Did you say you won the batting title too? Not the I team, not the team no. on average. I thought I read. How much? No, I think it's that was a different team. I think. Oh, okay. I was yeah. trying to give you something there, but I remember I, reading I, 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 you. Well, let's get, Grant, you were you were doing what in the CBA? You played that's basketball. Yeah, CBA. It was it was the other part of the D League. It was not quite D League, but basically semi pro basketball. I was I was there. I wasn't a basketball player. I was a mascot, but we won the championship. <laughs> yeah, we had this. We talked about you being a mascot, and that's. I mean, yeah, you you gave me some interesting stories and some insights on that. We were hanging out the watching the hockey game and. Yeah, there's a you know there's a certain sect of people that are just into people with mascot costumes, and we can leave it at that, I suppose, right? Oh yeah, no, I I, I 
I, I think one day I'll dabble in the furry game, right? <laughs> That's just a normal thing to do in life. <laughs> you say one day, like you have it already? I just assumed. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I, I'm a big guy and I, I, I run hot. So being in a big, big lion costume during certain activities does not sound pleasant to me. I just get, I'd sweat through the outfit. <laughs> Somebody just compared me in the chat to his, Williams' studio, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I love Williams' studio. Uh, La Tortuga, that's the, the turtle, the tortoise. He's awesome. I wish every every player was like him. He's kind of, he's a bit husky for sure. Uh, and doesn't uh, doesn't strike out, doesn't walk. Not a guy you want to see in the lineup when you're, uh, you're rostering a pitcher against him. Pepsi, do you have a thought as far as the shark, as far as Samarja? You know, I, like, like you said, I kind of like the theory of just surviving somewhat in his SP2s. I mean, I don't mind Gaussman. I don't mind Samarja, similarly priced on DK and Fantasy Draft here. I don't think you need to go here on FanDuel. I mean, unless you're rolling out 20 lineups, you're just trying to get a little bit of everything, like you said, 20%. Um, I think if you're going to you know, go way down on FanDuel, you're going to Nathan Evaldi, who I actually like tonight. But um, uh, that's something we can't do on, on DraftKings and on uh, Fantasy Draft here. So, I'll give the edge to the shark just because the ballpark and the matchup seems a little safer to me. And again, I'm just looking not to get beat up as mass B2, but in terms of upside, obviously it's Gaussman. I just feel like he can get lit up a little bit easier. So I guess they're about the same to you. Really it depends if you want to go safe or you want upside. If you want upside, you go Gaussman. If you want a little bit of safety, I think the shark's a little safer. I'll tell you what, Pepsi, you mentioned Eovaldi. This Toronto lineup is loaded with K options. Not that Eovaldi's just, you know, great K guy. He's okay. You know, 22.4% 2017 and 2018. But, you know, you're looking at Freddie Gallus at 25%, McKinney leading off at 24%, uh, Smoke Monster at 27 Gritchick at 26 uh, You know, if you pull up the, the Roto-Grotters uh, played IQ, and we haven't, I haven't really decided. I don't really know what we're going to do our screen share. Maybe we'll just jump around a little bit. Uh, well, maybe we'll pull it up and try to show the people like how uh, brutally bad this Toronto lineup is, especially from a K perspective. Of course, it's brutal from a Wobo perspective as well, too. There is some pop in there with, like, uh, Smoke Monster and Gritchick. But for the most part, that's red as well. Uh, you know, what do you have for me, Grant, as far as Nate Giavaldi? I mean, he's going against Toronto, which, unless you're Chris Sale, you're basically guaranteed to take him to <laughs> six innings of no-hit ball. Um, <laughs> but, it, it, like, his, his, the main reason why he was so good for a large portion of last year is because his control was there, and it just hasn't been there this year. Like, he had a razor-thin walk rate for the far majority of last year and once he actually started getting a little wild is where he got beat up Eovaldi I could see using him in tournaments tonight just hoping that he gets back to it but honestly with the way with only being a five game slate with an all likelihood San Fran game being completely out for bats I know it's a horrible idea but I, I'm going to be stacking up Toronto a decent pit instead I mean wow. Eovaldi getting get beat up because he can't really locate the strike zone as well as he used to be able to. And there is some decent bats in here. Not a lot, but there's <laughs> some decent bats in the Toronto lineup. And so just the way their salaries are, like double stacking them with a high uh, price team like Boston or just taking the big bats in Chicago or over in Atlanta or over the Mets. Like it's not the worst idea in the world to go with McKinney, to go with Smoke, Grichik, Tellez, like, and then round out your stack with whoever else or just do a 4-4, it could potentially pay huge dividends if Ivaldi can't find the strike zone. Because who's to say who's going to end up getting walked, especially we're on FanDuel. Like, a few guys get walked and guy hits a bomb. There's a whole ton of points there on a night that could end up being not that high score. Pepsi, is there any other pitchers that are worth uh, talking about? I mean, again, there's 10 of them. 
you got a roster 20 percent uh anybody else that you think is a uh, you know worth bringing to the people's attention I'm going to elaborate a little bit more with uh, what, what Grant said there. I don't hate the idea of what Grant's saying. I mean, especially in that ballpark, we've seen lousy lineups come there again and produce offensively just because that's a, a very extremely hitter from the ballpark. Um, I will say that on FanDuel, um, I like Evaldi a lot more, but I do obviously in fantasy draft and DK. I'm not paying up to get to Evaldi, but he's so cheap yeah. on FanDuel that I think you can certainly roll the dice and tournaments there and get all the offense you want. And uh, that offense isn't very scary, but, uh, but I get it. I mean, obviously Smoke and Grichik and Tellez are capable of the home runs. So uh, I think it's a better stack on FanDuel or sorry, on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Aside from other arms, there's nobody even discussed with it. I'm not using other than Joe Musgrove is a guy we haven't talked a lot about. I mean, it seems like the wind's blowing right to left right now in Wrigley. So it's not, it's kind of neutral there. The weather's not so good. We could get a delay, but it looks like it's later. I mean, Musgrove has been real good to start the year. He finished last year. Well, I just, I want to talk a little bit about them because I think that that's a guy we should talk about, but don't love the matchup versus the, the Cubbies. They got power. They're patient. And uh, Musk not a big strikeout guy in general. The price point is high. This is a guy that for me, again, is off my list tonight because I'm going to likely do a lot of gray and fantasy draft and, and DK and then mass B2, again, surviving. And on Fandom, I'm basically going to go gray or Evaldi. But what's the thought here on Musgrove? He's a guy that's off my list, but are you guys playing him? He's done. I, okay, first of all, you just name a pitcher and they're actually on my list tonight. <laughs> Jose Quintana? He's not off my list. He's not off my list, realistically. He, I, I would play him. I would play him. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm not happy about a single person. Literally, pretty much every single person is in play. Um, but yeah, Musgrove's one of the guys that's a better off option. I just don't want to pay 9K for a guy that I could pay 9.5K for Gray, and I don't know if I can afford both of them in most of the lineups that I want to set up here. But Musgrove, he has some talent. He's not a bad pitcher. This is not the highest K matchup, though, and the total kind of scares me off. Of, like, I don't want to play pay 9K for a pitcher going against a team that has a 4.7K uh, or 4.7 run total. Like, it's just that simple. Unless they're a very high strikeout team with that total, or he's a very high strikeout pitcher, you're just not going to make value in any scenario if a team puts up three and a half, three to four runs on him. It's just not going to happen unless they have a ton of Ks. Not the scenario here. So it's funny you rather- say that term "making value with pitchers," which is like a, we always talk making value in basketball. I don't really. I mean, yeah. I, I, how do you gauge what making value is as far as pitchers? How do you define? I I understand it's different night to night and yada yada yada, but. Uh, how do you quantify that? It's entirely like it's entirely slate dependent. Who, how big the slate is, who's on, like, because pitching is such a volatile category, day to day, because pitchers are so drastic from the top to the bottom. Any hitter can outscore any other hitter on any given day in any amount of bats, but pitchers, it's a very different scenario. So, like on today's slate, making value for Musgrove would pretty much have to be. 23 22 points like that's what making value is and i just don't see many possibilities of that happening if he gives up a few runs well wait a second like you wouldn't take musgrove i can tell you i'm going to guarantee you like 17 fancy points no more no less no more no less i don't think i'd take him in gps like it's just not worth it there are 10 pitchers on the slate one is gray and one is shark in a low total game then you have decently high strikeout pitchers in Mats and Ivaldi. Then you have guys that could potentially do something in Gaussman and Godley. Like if you're guaranteeing me 17 points, I'm not taking down a big field tournament and a smaller field tournament and a 200 person tournament over on fantasy draft. I would take 17 points out of Musker. 
But if I'm trying to win a GVP and you just guaranteed me 17 points, no more, no less from Musgrove, I don't think I'd take it. All right. Fair enough. I just, I don't know how many we're going to crack 17, to be perfectly honest. Like, and, and, you know, I don't see, uh, I think it's Gray's got the biggest ceiling, you know, the best K potential. Obviously, the San Fran, San Fran lineup doesn't strike out a ton, but uh, I don't think anybody really breaks the slate from the arms perspective, but we always talk one about pitcher, it. At least one to two pitchers is going to end up with over 20 points today, and they'll be under 9K in all likelihood. Uh, I don't think there'll be two. Maybe one. Sounds like another bet. <laughs> I, mean, if, I, I just want – Dean, how do you feel about shotgunning a Pepsi? Uh, I mean, I, yeah. How do you about green tea? We can shotgun one of those big Arizona green tea cans. It'll get you amped up every time. I do not drink I – do, I don't drink Arizona green tea. What do you drink? I don't know. Like, you have so many weird food things. Do you have weird drink things, too? I like water. And water Water's a little bit weird nowadays, apparently, with people, but – I'm on that train too. What's Some weird? people don't drink water. Oh, Some I'm people a... only drink soda or only drink alcohol, but that's a whole bad thing that we won't get into. I drink um, like a gallon of water a day, probably. So that's like the main thing I drink. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you and me both. Um, all right. Anything else that's worth talking about as far as we'll, we'll jump to the hitters? And uh, I know we have some hitters we wanted to uh, spotlight. Who is the hitter you wanted to spotlight there, Pepsi? Shocker of shockers. It's the best player in the slate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say first that San Fran Giants uh, lineup came out. Steven Duggar is leading off, which is good for Gray and his 28% strikeout rate. But the rest of the lineup, again, you know, they don't strike out much here. So uh, it's pretty much what we expected it to be there. But, uh, yeah, there's just not one bat that I'm absolutely in love with today. Like uh, afternoon slate was Chris Davis. I loved him. Came through again. That was nice. But tonight, you know, I'm going to go to Mookie Betts, and it's not because I want to pick on Aaron Sanchez. I'm an Aaron Sanchez truther when he's healthy and on. But, um, you know, he's a ground ball specialist, but he does have control problems. The ground ball rate's been a little down so far this year. Mookie Betts hits the ground ball, hits ground ball pitches really well anyway. He elevates the ball, hits with power. He's just the best hit on the slate. And on a slate where there's nothing standing out, I'm going to side with the best player. So, for me, it's Betts. Am I in love with Boston? No, but I think Betts is the best player. Boston's probably the safest stack to score. Although, again, I don't love to pick on Sanchez. We also probably get at least three, maybe four innings of that Jays bullpen, and it's pretty bad. Brent, you talked about uh, liking the Mets today. Who's your favorite Met? I mean, if we're talking price-dependent, it's Nimmo. It's absolutely Nimmo. He'll be leading off. Uh, Gaussman, last year, had a little bit of reverse splits. Uh, I don't really expect that to continue too much. Um, but Nimmo is just too cheap. I know he's been striking out a whole lot, but Gaussman is not a big strikeout pitcher here. So that really helps out Nimmo quite a bit here. I mean, if you want to go just straight up points, uh, it's Alonzo who's just smashing the ball lately. I uh, really like the Mets one through five. Uh, Gaussman, I think, gets blown up here. The Mets are one of the better. Like, they, they were so terrible last year. Like, they were absolutely horrible. But now this year they got Cano in there. Like Bruce is gone, but Bruce wasn't doing anything last year. They have some decent young talent here that is going to get going or continue going. And when they're playing outside of home in a decent hitter's ballpark, then they're going to do well. Yeah, Alonzo's got plenty of pop. And you talk about those reverse splits there facing Gaussman. I think he's kind of, I don't want to say sneaky necessarily, but seems like he's well positioned against Gaussman tonight. <clears throat> oh, man. Speaking of water, I can use some water. Unbelievable. My, my voice uh, is a little bit off, and I, I wasn't I'm, – I'm powering through. I was a gamer uh, giving it a go because I wasn't feeling particularly well, but uh, I made a rookie mistake by not, you know, playing a cup of water next to me. Nonetheless, uh, let's go around the horn. Pepsi, catchers. 
Likely only going to end up on three catchers today total. I think Cervelli's the top guy. Ramos, I like in the middle of that order for the Mets. And you can go to Flowers, I guess, versus Mats. He's got some power, that a little too low in the order. But, uh, you know, I think price point, they're all kind of the same. And Flowers is going to be less owned. So I don't, I don't mind that option as well. But I doubt I get outside of those three guys tonight. Yeah, Grant, we have all the lineups out now with the exception of San Diego. Uh, good luck finding a catcher you like. I think the one that makes the most sense, especially, you know, look, fans draft, you don't need a roster on, D- uh, fans, you don't need a roster on DK, of course, forces you on it. Uh, Cervelli batting third at 3.2K uh, to me is the clear cut, you know, catcher for me. Uh, you know, when you consider asking price and hey, how terrible the position may be, just going to get out there as cheap as possible. What do you have for it's a, a catcher? Yeah, it's Cervelli is the obvious one, very obvious one for cash. He's just too cheap, and he has the best batting position. Everything points towards Cervelli. Um, but Pepsi said it. I'm going with Ramos, but that's because mostly I love the Mets here. Ramos is a decent hitting catcher. Gaussman is not a great pitcher. He's an all right pitcher here. And, again, we mentioned those reverse splits. He gives up hard contact to righties, and Ramos has the best chance, I think, out of pretty much any – like outside of maybe Flowers has probably the best chance of any hitter or catcher on the entire slate of hitting a bomb here. So Ramos is probably not going to be that heavily owned because he is the most expensive expensive catcher on today's slate, but he's my favorite. If you guys are watching us on the old YouTube, thanks for watching. Feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, if you're firing out questions on YouTube and we're not answering, we're not answering them right now, but our fabulous, uh, you know, extraordinaire producer, multitasking D-Train, he will copy it and paste it and throw it in the RG chat soon enough. Of course, if you guys are in the RG chat, you know, save your questions for the question and answer session. With that, uh, first baseman, Grant, what do you have for me? First baseman, um, I mean, if you really want to, you can pay up for Alonzo or Freeman. Um, Alonzo, like I said, I love him today. He's just been crushing the ball lately, and he's not going to – he'll be decently owned, but I don't think he's going to be that heavily owned because of his price. Um, You can probably pay down for any number of random punts. I mean, McKinney, I talked about – Toronto. I know he's multiple position eligibility over on DK, and so you can throw him at the first base spot and save a whole bunch of money there if you do want to go with a Musgrove gray, gray lineup or just spend up for some of those top-priced uh, Boston bats. I don't hate him. Outside of him, Moreland, he has the best fly ball stuff of anyone going up against Sanchez. He's got the platoon split. He's priced barely. Um, he's in the highest total team of the entire slate by a decent margin here so Moreland's probably the cash game guy um, but I don't mind Alonzo for tournaments and if you want to spend down it's McKinney. Pepsi? Yeah I agree with what uh, with Grant said for the most part Josh Bell is interesting as well I think he's a solid cash game play at a good price point you know he can walk he can you know he's a pretty good hitter in general not likely going to double down but still a solid bat there and Cervelli's a guy that we can play in family and fantasy draft as well I mean you don't have to but he's cheap over there and uh, if you're stacking the uh, Pirates, which I am, Cervelli will be in my stack at a cheap, as a cheap first baseman on both uh, Fantasy Draft and FanDuel. All right, Pepsi, Keystone position, second base, it's yours. I think it's Ozzy Elbies. I mean, he just – I know he masses lefties, jack-in-a-bag upside. Love me some Ozzy Elbies here leading off that order. Once I saw that, I shot him up my rankings there because that's uh, – you know, we weren't sure we'd lead off for sure, but uh, he is, and I absolutely love him there. Um you know, I, I think Robinson Cano is a little too cheap site dependent as well. You know, I don't uh, I don't love the Mets as much as Grant does, but I like them. I will be stacking them. So Cano is certainly is one of your top second baseman next, uh, probably that mid-tier next to LBs. And for value, you know, it, it's tough to come by a little bit. I mean, Kinsler, we assume, should be somewhere in that lineup. It's hard to know where it's going to be. 
And uh, Pedroia, is Pedroia still playable? I mean, the guy is absolutely free on FanDuel <laughs> 2K. I mean, maybe not so much in Fantasy Draft and DK where he's just a value play, but he's 2K, I think, on FanDuel, maybe 2200 I mean, Would you I rather guess, Russ Pedroia at 2K or, or Davis at $500? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if you build Davis, a rest of Davis got like, what, 12X today over on FanDuel? <laughs> you know, we do our rankings, right? And our rankings are based upon the salary. And I had to rank Chris Davis first today because he's 500 bucks. Yep. And he's a dollar. And I had to rank him first, begrudgingly. <laughs> and I guess he paid off his salary. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Grant. He uh, crushed his salary. I think he was the highest point per dollar hitter on this slate. Yeah, it's, it just felt weird clicking him uh, number one. But, like, the salary just kind of forced you to do that. At least that's where I was at as far as uh, my rankings. Um, by the way, Ozzy Albies, he's locked up by Atlanta. And Atlanta, they just signed Acuna. Uh, this seems like a great team deal. Uh, seven years. How much do you think he got paid, Pepsi? Did you see this or no? Uh, I did not see it. Seven years, uh, $50 million. Grant, uh, Price is Right? I know, 35. Well, you win both showcase showdowns, but, you know, it's rigged. So, <laughs> Seven years and $35 million for Albies? Yeah, that seems – I mean, I understand that, like, you have Team Patrol and, like, you know, you have a couple of years yeah. early, but – yeah. That's, that seems like a really a hell of a deal for Atlanta. And you mentioned Jack in the bag potential for Albies. Um, you know, Max is awful at holding on runners. Uh, he's what I think he had 28 stolen bases last season. Uh, we have uh, one of our tools. Maybe I'll show that. Our, our screen share talks about. Uh, so you're not allowed to show your tool on air. That's that. Uh, this is a this is a family show. What about his premium tool though? Yeah. I mean, I, no. I got no. That was that was that was a good response. I had, I had no. I got nothing. To say you got me. You got me. You left me speechless. I'm, I'm, I'm googling pudding on Postmates. <laughs> What's uh? What do you have for me at second base, Grant? Is that base, is that basically covered? Do you anybody else that's worth mentioning? It's, or you it's all amazing to know. Outside of that, okay. finish out your stack with it. It's it's that's that. So. Then go to third. Okay, I will go to third. I mean, obviously, if you want, you can play pay up for Bryant, um, just because or Machado or Arenado, just because the way the slate is. There's not any fantastic spots at third base if you want for. Price, it's Donaldson, and it's not even close. I know that I'm on Matts, but Donaldson is just too cheap. He's batting second. Matts gives up a decent amount of hard contact, if I remember correctly, to righties. Uh, he may strike him out a large clip, but he gives up the – he has some upside for opposing batters there. So it's Donaldson if you want to pay down. I know some people are going Escobar, but I'd rather use him at shortstop. Um, he is third base eligible, but – you have Donaldson for a hundred bucks more. I asked this yesterday about Corey Seager. I'm like, I'm not, I think I feel like it's a name brand thing. I'm not really sure if Corey Seager is Corey Seager, the guy we actually know who we think of as Corey Seager. Uh, Josh Donaldson. Are you sure this is Josh Donaldson or is this Dustin Pedroia? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure he's that bad. But I kind of said ready. that a couple of shows ago. We don't know. I mean, according to the advanced stats, he's hit the ball hard. He looked better the last couple of days. Um, I, I like Donaldson again today. I'm going to jump on board for the first time all year and use him. Um, but I'm not sure exactly which Donaldson we're getting either. Aside from also from what Grant's heading, um, Rafael Devers is interesting. Batting six in that order. Sanchez will struggle with lefties. Devers will hit the ball to left field too, off that wall over the monster. So I like that matchup a little bit. If you're on Boston, I think Devers is a good guy to put in that stack at a moderate price tag. And for value, uh, Escobar with Arizona and uh, Jung Ho Gung for the Pirates. Value guy, I love him. And he's going to Homer tonight. What? Wait, hold, we have a whole segment for that. It just yep, just mix that in. Stay tuned for the rest of them. But is that uh, a Dean, one or Dean, yeah. Dean yes. Moe's Barbecue has banana pudding for two bucks. 
<laughs> What's Mo's Barbecue? Like the chain? Is that? A, I, I don't know if it's a chain. It's over here. Is that here the one where you go? They welcome the Mo's. Is that them, or is that something? Totally, that, that's like a burrito place, isn't it? How many places called Mo's have you been to, Dean? Oh, I've been to Mo's, the Welcome to Mo's place, but I don't think it's called barbecue. I think it's burritos and such. Have you been to Mo's Tavern? I have. No. Yeah, I, I ordered. A, I had a flaming Mo the other day. It was pretty awesome. I had one of the pickled eggs. <laughs> the owner is really—he's a bit uh, ornery, but if you can get past that, handsome um, fellow though. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I tried the the love meter, the love tester. It's a that's a really deep and it's a deep cut. Like three people got that one in chat. Uh, shortstop Grant, it's all yours. Shortstop's all mine. All right, so I mentioned Escobar, third base. He's better. You're better off using him at shortstop. Just 3.8K. Draws a decent matchup there. It's obviously not a great park, but this is not the slate to be picky here. Escobar is probably the way I'm going to go with if I don't pay up for Bogarts. But Bogarts, to me, is really more of a cash game play. Like, Sanchez is a good ground ball pitcher or he's going to give up a walk. There's really no reason to go with Bogarts in, in tournaments unless you're rounding out a stack. Um he just doesn't have that much upside in all likelihood here. So I'd either go down with Escobar or go up for Baez or round out your stack. <laughs> what do you have for Pepsi at shortstop? The chat's having a fun time here with the, all the <laughs> Simpsons references. Yeah, I agree with that. I like the uh, I like Escobar. Uh, again, you can play Gong at shortstop on, on DK, and uh, I like him there because, again, he homers. And, um, yeah, Bogarts, again, yeah, righties versus Sanchez, as, as, as uh, Grant alluded to. I don't have to have Bogarts unless I'm stacking who fits. I won't be targeting him, but I guess Javier Baez is the wild card girl, like Grant said. All right, Pepsi, you got to start the outfield. I mean, Betts at the top, JD at the top, and Acuna is a guy that maybe not getting as much attention as those two guys. You know, I, I really like Acuna at the top as well. I like Albies has the jack and a bag upside. In the mid tier, I really like Peralta and Marte. Marte, more of a value in fantasy draft as well. I think Peralta is a guy that uh, can go yard as well. And, uh, for dirt cheap value on FanDuel, um, Jerry Dyson, if he can lead off and steal a bag and score a run, that'll pay off his salary as well. Can he do all that, though? Is that, something, is that in his bag? Is that in his repertoire? What's that? Oh, he's leading off. Yeah, I guess he can do all that. I don't know why I thought you, had, you said Homer, but you didn't say that. No, I said, I said lead off, get, get a hit, steal a bag, and score a run. Yeah, yeah, that's all possible. I guess that's good enough, I suppose. Uh, what do you have, Ray Grant? There's uh, plenty of left out there for you to grab uh, as far as outfielders. Maybe give me a cheapie as well, too. Uh, I mean, he mentioned the top. He's right on the top. Um, I will mention Conforto because, again, I love the Mets. And Nimmo is one of the best ones. Again, his price of 3.8K. He hasn't played great this season, but I'm not going to go off of, what, a two-week sample size? That's ridiculous. This is baseball. He hasn't done that terribly in two weeks, and he's probably going to be fine here. He's going against a low strikeout pitcher. Marte's a little too cheap here at 3.8K, too, if you want to go with him. Outside of them, I already mentioned it again, or I already mentioned before, McKinney, batting leadoff, 3.4K, super, super, super cheap. All right, let's do the premium peak. Uh, I wanted to show, since we're in Boston, since we're talking about Fenway, I wanted to show the ballpark. You know, the ballpark factor is the most important thing, especially if you guys are new to baseball, you have to understand uh, just how it is, uh, you know, different. Every ballpark different. All basketball courts are the same, all football, you know, the same, yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, understanding if this is a good ballpark for hitters, for pitchers, for lefties, for righties. Uh, Grant, what is your take on Fenway? Because uh, I think people think Fenway is better than it actually is, at least when it comes to power. It's good. It's a very good ballpark. I mean, not for homers, though. It's not a good homer park. It's it's great. I mean, it's Colorado. Good for righties, not so much for lefties, obviously. Yeah, Colorado's not that great of a homer park. Doesn't make it a bad ballpark. 
Well, Colorado's good across the board. It's good across the board, but it's like it's it's more of just a big outfield and the ball flies. It's a good hitter's ballpark, not because of home runs, but because of everything else. So just to confirm, you guys are looking at the field right now. I see yellow, what you guys are seeing because of the magic of internet television. Uh, it looks like it's black. Uh, so the yellow on my screen is black to you guys, and the yellow is a, a little bit better than positive for what it's worth. And again, it breaks it down based upon homers, triples, doubles, singles for lefties, for righties. And that's why we didn't mention Benintendi, Pepsi. Like, you know, Pesky's hole is like, what, like 302 feet or something like that. But it checks out really quickly. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just said, I think 307, 309. But yeah, I agree. The power doesn't play well for lefties in uh, in Fenway, even though everybody thinks it's a hitter's ballpark. So I'm, I'm not a big Moreland, Benintendi guy in general in, in these matchups. I mean, you certainly find a play, short slate, Boston stack, sure. You know, Moreland could put the ball in the air, but uh, I much prefer the power of the other guys, uh, you know, Betts and JD. But that's why when I said Devers as a lefty, I mentioned that he hits the ball the opposite field really well, off the green monster, over the monster, because you prefer to hit the ball that way as opposed to the other way, which... Again, it's tough to go that way. And, and what I think Grant was alluding to in Coors Field is that not only is it a home run, you know, friendly ballpark, but there's so much outfield space, oh, yeah. of course. All those hits just drop in for bloop singles, doubles. There's lots of gap room for triples. So it's not just a home run park. It's great in general because it's just so massive. You can't cover it all. So all those balls drop in. So I went ahead and pulled up Coors Field, and it's all green. Everything is green, <clears throat> like referenced. And uh, – you know, one is the actual, like, one's the average. So if you kind of look at left field, right field, uh, lefties, righties, uh, one is the average Pepsi. So we're looking at 1.25 uh, for right, left-handed bats for, you know, homers for, for righties. That's good. Same thing with lefties, you know, it's 1.25. But like you guys are talking about, of course, it's not a course slate, but just, you know, worth noting and understanding. Uh, 2.43 for triples, that's insane. You know, that just really jumps off the page. It's just so much outfield like you're talking about. Get the ball in the gap, and especially if you have some wheels, you can get yourself a pretty easy triple. Uh, is it 302, Pepsi? Was I correct? Was I right in the nose? You nailed it, according to uh, – actually, I lost him here. Who said it here? Uh, Rhino, 223-223, says it's 302. So assuming that he is correct, you nailed it. I guess 307 or 309. I am incorrect. It's possible I subconsciously cheated because it's right here on the screen. It says 302. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember from when we visited it last year. Yeah, yeah, um, that was it was a good time, and of course, you know the monster is only three ten, but it's like it's thirty seven feet tall, as you can see as well. Uh, and it just I just want to say, I mean, it is a hitter's park. If you look at it as far as you know on base percentage, slugging percentage, it's just above average one point zero three, one point zero two. These numbers I believe are from the last six years or so. Uh, from a singles perspective, it's positive. From a doubles perspective, it's great, especially for uh, for lefties. So it's not great for homers. And this is where like David Ortiz kind of lied to us because that guy was just so powerful. He made us think that it's great for lefty power, but no, that was just because David Ortiz was a monster. Uh, and the dude like just banged out homers no matter where he was. Uh, and he had a lot of homers there in Minnesota where it wasn't great, you know, great ballpark either. Not enough, I guess, because they did cut him. I think right. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else that we should share today? They wanted to. Oh, uh, yeah. That one day we'll get to the. The plate IQ here. Here's what I want to say: the, the premium leaderboards, which talks about stolen bases and the first threat, the biggest threat that kind of jumps off the page. We talked about it's good old Ozzy Albies because Stephen Matz is absolutely brutal at holding on runners. Uh, the lineup HQ, uh, it's got stuff. You know, it's got the data in here talking about pitchers, uh, umpires uh, today. Anything pop as far as umpires? I know we talked about this pre-show Pepsi. Let me see if I can jump to it. Was there anyone to recall that was a pitcher's umpire? Or a hitter's umpire? Yeah, I've already had a pitcher's umpire, and Gray, I know, had a uh, hitter's umpire. Here we I, go. We yeah. have to get off of the chalk, of uh, the Gray chalk, but, uh, yeah, he didn't have the pitcher's umpire. And Evaldi, another reason why I kind of signing with him on FanDuel, at least, uh, having the uh, the pitcher-friendly umpire. 
They're asking in chat if we had a good time at Fenway Park. We saw an amazing game, Boston versus the Yankees, and Boston's yeah. down like seven runs or so, like in the sixth or seventh inning, and they came all the way back. It was good times for sure. It was like much- runs, but it was a good time for sure. Well, you know, you, you, when you, over time, the, the story changes, right? Yeah, you can't lie to the people, though. It was he was 17 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm told Jesus Good is seven feet tall as well, too. I think that's kind of a lie as well. Uh, Grant, how much do you care about extreme pitcher, extreme hitters, umpires? Does that, does that factor into you? Tiebreaker? I mean, when, when they're extreme, I tend to look at it, and I look at it more for uh, pitchers than I do hitters. Obviously, big strike zone can help out them. It helps out K-rates drastically. So I look at it more for pitchers than hitters, but I think a lot of times it's more incorporated into Vegas totals than uh, people realize. So you, you, I kind of look at Vegas totals more for hitters, um, but pitchers, yeah, knowing if there's a bigger strike zone leads to a whole lot more strikes, and so it gives you a big advantage when trying to figure out a pitcher for the night. For what it's worth, I think was a, a Miller, uh, Bill Miller is the, the best pitcher's umpire in all of baseball. Was in was behind home plate today in St. Louis, so. Uh, doesn't always work out. <laughs> I don't last I checked the game was like 10-8 or something goofy like that. Uh, but it was a high score for sure. That's uh that's it for a premium peak. And I, you know, if you guys are watching the show and there's something you want to see as far as premium and you haven't seen it, we haven't focused on it, you know, send me a, you know a tweet or something like that. I'll do my best to get it on the show. Well, I'm just gonna ask you to take your clothes off, Dean. Don't ever tell you tell people to well, see maybe that's what I'm angling for, you know. Yeah, I don't no. think that's what anybody wants to see. Probably not, no. Uh, let's jump off the premium. Talk, speaking of taking, let's talk about our dongs. Uh, who's gonna bang? Who's gonna bang some homers tonight? Uh, who's who's talking about our dongs? Who's gonna bang one? <laughs> give me, give me your stacks tonight, Grant. I mean, it's the Mets and the Blue Jays are big field GPPs. I mean, if you want to go smaller, the very obvious ones are Red Sox and Atlanta, but they're going to be super highly owned, I think. So, if you want off the board, it's Toronto and it's the Mets. FC. I'll add Pittsburgh to that as well. And yesterday I gave you my off-the-board Washington, which worked out fairly well. Not a lot of home runs in there, but my off-the-board today is the Padres. Like it. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't. Nobody's really talking about the Padres. And Zach Godley is a guy who obviously took a step down last year. And we're not really sure who he is. And I guess there's the question of the humidor as well as far as what's going on in Arizona. Obviously, that doesn't help necessarily. But uh, I do agree that the Padres will be mostly ignored. And you got to love the road teams when you're locked into those guaranteed nine innings, especially if you're ahead. If you're ahead and you're beating the other team up, you might see, you know, best case scenario, you might see one of the, uh, you know, who do we see the other night pitching for Philadelphia? Uh, the old the prospect, the outfielder. You guys know who I'm talking about? The actual, you know. Uh, uh, Ro- Philly he, Robot? Philly. The, who? I don't know. I don't even know. I didn't, I didn't see his pitching, but when they get blown out, you're talking about a position player coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. I love when that happens. And I, I had a lot of Philly that night. It did not work out for me, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. I had a Bryce Harper and I, I had three guys. I think I'm like in the main, my main lineup, and they all got pulled in like the sixth inning, which is never a good sign. Uh, all right. It uh, happened to the Mets stack later on. All of a sudden, they're coming up in the eighth inning, and none of their players but Conforto are left. And it's like, no. Yeah, I was so angry. Yeah, it happens. Hey, but you got to be happy. The re- there's a reason why your players are getting pulled in the seventh inning. You must have done Because all- they got five hits and nine runs and ruined my stack. Well, 13 walks, I guess, is the reason in that case. But usually it's because they're hitting the long ball and scoring, doing a ton of damage prior to. Yeah. All right. Uh, start loading up the chat with questions, if you don't mind. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes or so before we do that. We're going to knock out the, our dongs. Grant, who's going to, who's going yard today? Three different dudes, three different price points. Fire away. Uh, I don't even know what the price points are anymore, but I'll go Nimmo, Alonzo, and, I mean, what's considered cheap anymore? Yeah, I mean, you know. 
it's just kind of eyeball it. Use use your best judgment. I trust that you can. I mean, Nemo's kind of cheap, I guess. For the I'll go Moreland, Nemo, and Alonzo. Pepsi, see him raise him. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back, kind of like Dean would. I believe I've got five of my last six doms, so there's no oh, pressure on me to stay hot here. I'm gonna go bets at the top just because I'm not really in love with any one stud. Uh, David Peralta in the mid tier, and uh, Jung Ho Gung is gonna go yard as I mentioned earlier. I got, uh, let me see, who am I going to fire away? Yeah. All right. Anybody, nobody said Albies, right? Not yet. No. All right. I'll take Albies. Uh, J.D. Martinez is my big spend. And uh, no, it's not going to be Dyson. It's not. You know what? I, I'm going to take I'm going to take a chorus pitch, a chorus hitter. Blackman versus the Shark. How about that? Right. Do I want a half pint or a full pint of banana pudding? Wait, are you ordering right now on the fly? I mean, I'm I'm thinking about it. it's only five six dollars for a pint of banana pudding. I didn't know pudding comes in pints. I didn't. Know, I think of, I thought you were ordering a beverage. Well, um, man, full pint. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's only three extra dollars. Next time you got to time it right, where like the delivery comes as the you know the show's going on. That'll be good times for the people. I mean, I'm not hungry yet. Did, did you? Oh, I guess you're an hour ahead of me. It makes sense. The show ends at like five. It's only four here. Who? I mean, I'm not that old where I eat dinner at four o'clock. <laughs> you got the early bird man down there at the Shoney's. You got to hit up that. Uh, I don't know. All right. I've still never been to Shoney's. I'm more of a. You're fine. You're, you're not missing you're out, man. You're good. Thoughts Respectful. on the Rockies mini stack tonight? We got some questions loaded up here in chat. Uh, Pepsi mini stack for the Rockies? Not for me. Ballpark's terrible. Can't it do it. It is terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I think. Oh, well, okay, Grant. What are you, what's your thoughts? It's 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 something I, I, you can do. It's, it's a five-game slate. I wouldn't say this on a full slate, but absolutely you can stack Blackman, Arenado, and Story. It's a tough ballpark, but let's be honest, Samarja's not a very good pitcher. He can walk a whole lot of guys. If he's anything like he was last year in this start, then they can put up eight runs, and the most likely three guys to hit a bomb are Blackman, Arenado, and Story. If guys are walking, then any one of them can end up with a three-run bomb. I don't hate it. Speaking of bombs, uh, Pepsi, jack in a bag. Who's going to bang one out and swipe a bag? I was going to go Acuna, but it seems too easy. So I'm, I end up staying with uh, your boy Ozzy Albies is, an, is the guy that ended up breaking down. So Albies is going jack in a bag. Uh, Grichik or Escobar, Grant? I mean, Escobar probably. Pepsi? Yeah. Lowest owned dong call. So give me somebody that's going to be like 3% or less. Like somebody that's just... Nobody's even thinking about somebody way off the board. What do you have for me there? Gung Ho Gung. Uh, he's cheap enough where I think he might be. Okay, fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll give it to you. David Peralta, maybe? Yeah, I don't. It's just hard. I guess he's just saying cheapest own. So, uh, well, what do you have for me, Grant? Give me, give me somebody that's way off the board. McNeil. He's 4.2K and he's batting sixth on a team that people aren't going to play that much of. Pepsi, turn on your, uh, your hockey hat. Melissa wants to know if uh, you like the Flames or the Avs tonight. I like the Flames. I mean, they're a big favorite, but I think they get the job done at home tonight. Unlike the other five teams that got upset last night in hockey. <laughs> yeah, Nashville uh, took the L last night, unfortunately. Uh, Pepsi, Maple Leaf stack, are they playing tonight versus the Blue Jays stack? Who scores more runs? Oh, I mean, the Jays, I mean, the Jays probably score more runs than the Leafs get goals tonight. But I, I like the Leafs in this series. They've got a lot of different changes from last year. And, I mean, it's not a hockey show, but I think this is going to be a good series. But uh, – if you're stacked and you got to go Jays over Leafs, I think. Who are the Avalanche playing in the playoffs? Are they in the playoffs? Yeah, they're in Calgary to face the number one seed in the West, the Flames, tonight. Doesn't matter. Calgary's the number one seed? 
Yeah, they end up blowing everybody out of the water. I don't think they're the best team in the West, but they have the most points. Wow. I haven't thought about Calgary since, like, Jerome McGinnia. And he's he's not there anymore, I assume, right? He's, like, 47 years old. In the NHL. He actually ended with the Colorado Avalanche. Well, there you go. Yeah, it was a good run. Um, all right. So, uh, Gray and Evaldi as SB1 and 2. Do we like that combination, Pepsi? Yes, sir. If you can make it work, absolutely. Yeah, I like it as well. Grant, you don't like it as much, I don't think? I mean, Gray and anyone is the correct answer for SB1 and 2. That's That's all you need to know. I'm not playing cash games tonight, but if you are playing cash games, I think you have to play gray and cash. Like, just, you know, don't get cute there. Uh, he's the clear best option. It might not work, but he's the clear best option amongst all these bad options or mediocre options. Uh, Pepsi, DK Cash, Bogarts versus Devers. Bogarts, did you say Devers? Yeah. I'm going to give the edge to Devers. Again, the lefty's got the advantage there, and uh, I like the way it's rolled up the field. So, Devers. Grant, do we like the Atlanta stack? You don't I because do, you like Mats. I, I like Mats, but I can understand. I might have a hedge Atlanta stack just so I don't lose my, my So tush. we're divided. Pepsi, you prefer the Atlanta sticks over uh, Mats's arm, correct? Absolutely. I do as well. Uh, favorite starting pitcher to pair with Gray, Grant? Mats. Pepsi? Eovaldi. There we go. Uh, they're saying Shoney's is basically like Denny's. Yeah, no, I know. I saw like 30 of them while I was going through the South. And I, I remember hearing it on Rick and Morty's. And I never went because I feel weird going to Shoney's alone. I've never been to Shoney's. I'll have to hit that up. And it's like Denny's, they say. Yeah, Pepsi loves Denny's. I mean, there's nothing better than good Denny's. Well, than mediocre Denny's at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Denny's. Pepsi so once raved about the steak at Denny's to me. I couldn't believe it. No, not a true story, <laughs> actually. Like exaggerate. I've never eaten a steak there, but what I was saying was all their food is always good there. My ex-wife used to order weird things like that. I'm like, you don't come to Denny's and get a pork chop or a steak or fish, but it was always good, she said. So, oh, well. But Denny's, I mean, did, she, Denny's did, she, did she order it well done? I have no idea. Oh. I don't remember. I didn't eat a steak. I'm not a big steak guy. I, I would go with chicken over steak. Yeah. That's, uh, that's weird. That's weird. Steak is <laughs> Any word on weather as far as Chicago? We're not weathermen. We don't We don't play them on TV. We don't pretend that we know what we're talking about. We do have one uh, chief meteorologist, Kevin Roth, who will be on crunch time in uh, 20 minutes or so. If you guys are premium members, he'll be on crunch time along with JSU and uh, is it Cardi? I don't recall who it is. It's a three-man booth, though. Yeah, it is uh, Cardi. It is Cardi. Yeah, well, Cardi, the cash guy, JSU, more the tournament guy, and Roth, the uh, the weather guy. There you go. Uh, and I believe they pushed that game up a half hour for what it's worth, so they are aware mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, uh, and I think the site's kind of pumped out some notes, just kind of if you thought the game was 8 o'clock on the East Coast, it's not. Someone it's not tell something. me Albies is the worst contract in history for a player of his caliber. Tell that to Evan Longoria. Well, Hold who on. was the guy? Uh, that... Okay, he's he's the, clearly the best player of all time, Bobon, if that is correct. Pepsi knows basketball. Pepsi no, I, knows. I think he's saying Bovon, no, Bo, not Bovon. Yeah, I'm talking Bovon for bad contracts. Pepsi, is, Pepsi doesn't know who Bovon is. No, no idea. No idea. <laughs> Bo knows so, basketball. So I think he's talking about worse, like for the player. I'm pretty sure Longoria signed, what was it, a six or seven year contract for 44 mil? About two or three days into his uh, into his major debut, basically. But yeah, there's the flip side of that, though. Uh, Scott Kingery signed see. with Philadelphia in the same kind of deal, and like he knew, I guess he knew he wasn't very good at baseball. <laughs> take the guarantee. Uh, yeah, I'll take. And like he had a good week. Like yeah, give it to me. And he's he's dreadful. Evan Longoria, seventeen point five mil, six years, with three 
club options afterwards. And he went, M- he went MVP almost one of those seasons too. I think he was yep. fell short. Tampa's very, a very smart organization. They're very savvy with their funds, uh, the little they have. Uh, favorite cash game locks, Pepsi. If you're building a cash game lineup, uh, I know we talked about Gray. There'll be a couple of hitters as far as guys you would throw in your cash games. Ooh, that's a good one. Locks. I think Betts is likely your safest bet, top tier. Uh, I like Albies. Uh, Gung is just too cheap, in my opinion, um, for value-wise. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's the three guys I would look at, really. Nimmo, Donaldson, uh, Escobar, three guys that are close to it. Grant, uh, pull up DK. You have an outfielder that's 3K and un- 3.8K on DK and under, not named Nimmo. Oh, gosh, they knew I was going to answer Nimmo. Yes, that's true. Uh, let's go with Starling Marte. Yep. He's too cheap. He's really talented, Marte. Yeah, that's a that's a weird price. I meant to point that one out. I like that a lot. Jack and uh, a bag upside, Dean. Yeah, I was just gonna say Jack and a bag, but I didn't want to steal your you, price. You gotta pay him like eight bucks if you say that. Pepsi's very protective. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta buy him a six pack of pudding. <laughs> is Will Myers a good play? I mean the the Pepsi's right. The San Diego stack is not a terrible one. Godley can go off the rails. There's only five games on the slate. They're going to go heavily, heavily under-owned. So, yeah, I don't mind San Diego Stack, and I don't mind Myers, or I don't mind any one-offs because people are just not going to play them. They're asking me specifically my favorite SP1, SP2. My favorite SP1 uh, is Gray. My favorite SP2 is, like, I'm going to build the lineup and just, like, see who fits. Uh, guys that I'm willing yeah, to play. Yeah, way to make a stand there, Dean. Well, yeah, no, I, there's I, not I, a character guy. Let me say this, Dean. If, you, if money wasn't a thing, Gray won, who's two? Um, uh, money's not a thing. Correct. Uh, Help the people out here. It might be Evaldi. All right, then. Well done. I don't feel good about it. Like, it's I mean, so close. You're going to feel good about your patience. Evaldi and Gaussman are like, based, I will say this, on DK, Gaussman is uh, dollar for dollar, probably the best option is recipe too. Next time we see each other, I bet bet you that Matt's outscores Evaldi for a pudding. <laughs> Uh, what, I mean, it's a buck fifty for the pudding. Sure, whatever. Yeah, a little wager. Apparently, it was like three bucks. I don't know if I got a large one when I ordered on Postmates, but it wasn't as cheap. They hit you with delivery, I believe. Isn't it? Is that they kind of built in these? No, uh... Postmates. I have unlimited delivery, free delivery on Postmates. It's really nice. <laughs> with that, we got to step aside and get out of here. Uh, let's grant. You have any final thoughts as far as this late? Don't judge me about my Postmates obsession. No, I, I wasn't judging you. I, I, you respect convenience and a, and a good value when you see I it. mean, honestly, and guys, go get Postmates Unlimited and then share your Postmates account with other people. Makes it I don't simple. have that. How, Dean, uh, you're just bad with that. We'll discuss it on it off air. Pepsi, we're good? Anything, any final thoughts? I got nothing. I don't even know what Postmates is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I, don't, I don't know if they have large No Shoney's in Canada, no Postmates. Y'all are missing out. Got yeah. plenty of snow, though. That's I Pepsi. Say, oh, I was just going to say, go Leafs go. There you go. Uh, go Avalanche, kind of, maybe. or Name two Avalanche, Avalanche players. You can't do it. I can't name one. <laughs> <laughs> He's Grant. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Out. Thank you.
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.